0: more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon, you're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local and like to join in on our discussion today, you'll dial 702-650-5588. Again, 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. That would be 800-366-8883. Again, if you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, like to join in on our discussion, have a praise report, a prayer request. Just a general comment. We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-366-8883. We are being streamed live over the Internet from KKVV's website, which is www.kkvv.com. We're going to wave to you. Mom, let's wave. Hello and God bless. That's my mom on Hello. the left. And you'll see me on the right. Mom, you like to tell them who you are?
1: Yes. My name is Nan C, initial, Thompson. And I'm Nina's mother.
0: All right. So, today you're Mother Nan. Are you okay with that, Mommy?
1: Mother Nan is just fine.
0: All righty. But you're always my mommy, right, Mommy? Yes. All right. So... We are also being streamed live from uh, KK, excuse me, Save the Loss at All Costs' website. And that would be www.savethelosslv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, please go to our website again, www.savethelosslv.org. Just select the date that you'd like to listen. And anytime you listen, the gospel is always free on our watch. Amen. Now, if you have a cell phone we really encourage you to lock this number in because you can listen to KKVV radio station anytime you like and you can also listen to Save the Loss at All Costs right now. And that cell phone number would be 563-999-3194. Again, 563-999-3194. Now, our topic today is turning your grief into ministry. Again, the topic is Turning Your Grief into Ministry. Now, Mother, we have had a lot going on this weekend, wouldn't you say? I would say so, Nina. So, uh, why don't we uh, let the listeners know a little bit about what's going on, the phone calls that we've had to field, uh things that have been happening to us and our personal family, and this is why God moved on our hearts, and this is why my mother is here with me today. And let's not forget about... Uh, my dad, and Aunt Marion, too, because that plays into that today.
1: Yes, very much so. However, um, the uh, deaths just seem to keep on coming, and we experienced the loss of a loved one, a cousin who died Friday, Friday evening, I believe.
0: Well, the first cousin was Thursday evening.
1: Thursday evening. And
0: then we had another one, Friday evening.
1: And then a second cousin to die Friday evening. And the deaths are very, very um, traumatic to us all. The first death was a cousin, David. He also was a father, a grandfather. He was one of 12 children the youngest of twelve children. He was the first cousin of mine. His mother and my father were sisters and brothers. So it, uh, it it's a very, very close uh loss and we've been feeling that uh tremendously. The and, uh, second We loss... lost
0: the uh oldest brother of that clan in June of this year. Yes. And now the youngest brother of the same clan goes to be with the Lord here on Thursday yes so that family is still grieving which is our family
1: yes and our, then, our greater family we have a large large family and there then members we had greater... a,
0: another unexpected death with a cousin who was a young man just 60 years old 60
1: years old
0: and he went to be with the lord friday Yes. And it's our clan, the Heron Cunningham clan.
1: He is a Cunningham. Uh, he was the youngest of a family of five children. His father is a first cousin of mine. is a Cunningham, Morris Cunningham. And his grandfather and my father, Nina's grandfather were two brothers, Teddy Cunningham and Doss Cunningham. So these deaths are very, very close in our family line and, and we and all the other family members are feeling it and it's especially at this time.
0: You want to say something about your older sister who's like a mother to me too?
1: Well, my oldest sister we buried her in January. We lost her in December.
0: 2016.
1: Yeah, 2016. We buried her in January of 2017. And uh, I don't even know what to say about her death because it's still very fresh with me. She and I grew up together. She, There were three girls and four boys. But the sisters, Gail, Nan, and Marion, were all as close as close can get. And so we're still reeling from Marion's death. Marion was one of the matriarchs of the Cunningham Heron clan. And when you lose a matriarch, it just uh, really hits you very, very hard.
0: So now you're the matriarch, right?
1: Now I'm the matriarch. And what an unusual title to have. And what an unusual responsibility to have. So I'm the one now, and uh, life goes on. We miss her terribly than your father, Nina.
0: Right. My father, uh, Philip Jefferson, went to be with the Lord in December of 2015. So this is the second year that he's gone to be with the Lord. So it's a lot going on uh, in the month of December. And I was like, I've been in uh, prayer with one of our wonderful listeners, Sister Janice, whose brother went to be with the Lord Friday. I have another dear sister in Christ, Jessie, uh, who is uh, in Georgia on assignment, helping a family uh, grieve the loss of their mother. So the phone has not stopped. The texts have not stopped. The prayer requests are going on continuously. Um, there's a lot of information that has to be uh, disseminated because families are located uh, all over this United States and all over yes. the world. Yes. So the thing is turning your grief into ministry. And I said, you know, Mom, I'm going to look and see what Jesus did. And wow, you are going to be blessed by this. So if you find yourself still grieving, still being um, feeling disconnected because your loved ones have gone on, And uh, this is a time where a lot of people are celebrating and a lot of laughter, a lot of family, a lot of children, a lot of gifts, a lot of fellowship, uh, just uh, a high season. And you may be feeling very, very low. I want to let you know what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ did when he was confounded and confronted and overwhelmed (coughs) with grief. Because there's no experience that he did not experience when he walked this earth. So he knows what we're going through. Amen? Amen. So, let's give you a little backdrop. So, Mother, I'd like you to go to Matthew 14, and I'd like you to read verse 13. We're just going to start with this one verse. And then I will give you the context, and then we'll go and we'll do the scriptures, and you'll just see how it's just wonderfully, masterfully, supernaturally done. It's just amazing. And I know it's just going to give you a lot of strength and a lot of peace. So, Mother, you are in the King James Version, correct?
1: Yes, that's what I'm getting ready to tell the audience. I'm in the New King James Version. The red letter edition. And of course you know the red lettering is when Jesus Christ himself is speaking. So I will start at Matthew chapter 14. And I'm reading verse 13.
0: Only and then we're going to give some information. And then we're going to go up to verse 1.
1: Okay and verse 13 chapter 14 says. When Jesus heard it. He departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities.
0: And I know you're probably asking, heard it, what is it? Well, we're going to tell you what what it is. But it's the natural human response when you have heard about a death. To want to go away, to be by yourself. Now, this is God wrapped in flesh. This is the hypostatic union of God and man in the form of Jesus. And he is being on assignment, has the natural human response to want to go and be away and to isolate himself, Mother. That's a natural response to grief. Very much so people have that response so we have to respect that that that's natural and they cry too mother um when we look in the bible and we go to John 11:35 mm-hmm. it's the shortest verse in the whole bible it just says Jesus wept and we mm-hmm. know that story and mm-hmm. Jesus wept over hearing that uh Lazarus Uh, was dead, so they Mm -hmm. thought, but he was only sleeping. But Mm -hmm. most people are familiar with that, and Mm -hmm. Jesus gave the natural response because he was Mm -hmm. so moved by the people and how upset and hurt that they were. Mm -hmm. You know, grief travels, Mom. You can actually become overwhelmed by seeing others grieve. Your compassion, your empathy comes out.
1: Yes, it does. It's
0: more than a sympathy because we all can identify uh, if you've been on this earth for any time, you have experienced death.
1: Many times.
0: Yes, and it would be so many times that you can't even count. That's true. Before it's all over said and done. Mm -hmm. So let's give you a backdrop on this. So John the Baptist comes into play here. And when we start going to um, <coughs> Matthew chapter 14, verse 1, you will see uh, that John the Baptist is the reason why Jesus has this response. And you'll hear about what happened uh, to uh, John the Baptist. Now, this is by what we know as uh, the Sea of Galilee. Now, Mother, you and I have been to the Sea of Galilee, right? What a wonderful trip. Uh, It's uh, in Israel. And the thing is, is about the Sea of Galilee, is that it's not a sea at all. It's actually uh, a fresh uh, water lake, and that it is um, the largest body of fresh water in Israel. And it supplies fresh water not only to Israel, but also to the neighboring country of Jordan and it's about 700 feet below sea level, and it makes it the world's lowest freshwater lake and second to the lowest after the Dead Sea. And we went to the Dead Sea too, right?
1: Right. And we sailed on the Sea of Galilee on a boat.
0: Amen. Now, it's also called the Lake uh, Genesaret, and you'll see that word mentioned when we uh, Mm -hmm. read further in... um, Matthew chapter 14, in addition to that, it's also called the Lake of uh, Tiberius, And Herod, King Herod, also called it that because he wanted to gain favor with the Romans. So he called it uh, Tiberius after one of the emperors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herod, if you don't know, was actually a Jew, but he was more Roman than he was Jew mm-hmm. because he was political. But, you know, that there it is. Uh, some uh, people who uh, are put up in positions... Uh, happen to be more political than they are about doing God's business. Amen? Amen. So the thing about um, this particular lake, Genesaret, or the Sea of Galilee, is where Jesus walked, he preached, he calmed the storms, he granted um, miraculous catches of fish, and also is where Peter walked on, the water too, mom Mm -hmm. until he lost his faith Mm -hmm. and started looking down and then he started sinking Mm -hmm. so there are a lot of miracle signs and wonders that are associated with this particular lake again it's called the sea of galilee it's called um you know the lake of tiberias and Genesaret. now Mm -hmm. you may Mm -hmm. want to know what does Genesaret mean it means garden of the prince Mm -hmm. oh the prince of peace yes How beautiful is that, Mother? That is astounding. Now, also, I did some more research about the fertility that we saw that beautiful ground around Mm -hmm. there. Now, it's so fertile that the walnut, the palm, the olive, and the fig, which usually require diverse conditions. Guess what, Mother? They all grow together. All of them. In addition to that, um, the beautiful thing is that you can get figs and grapes In this same period for about 10 months of the year.
1: Mm, It's very fertile.
0: Yes, it is. Now, um, during the biblical times, when they had the festivals that were in Jerusalem, they wouldn't allow any of the fruit to come in Mm -hmm. from this particular area. Because they said the rabbis would only come to eat Mm. and not do their priestly duties. And to teach the people and to bless the people. Can you imagine?
1: No. (laughs) Again.
0: Well. It's funny. Even rabbis are human. Right, Mom? Yeah, we're all human. And rabbi is another word for teacher. Yes. So this particular area, uh, the Sermon of the Mount was given. And when you go to the Sea of Galilee, when you look up, uh, you'll see the village of Nazareth. You know, that's where Jesus is from. Yes. But when he started his ministry... Uh, when he was 30 years old and he started looking for his disciples, uh, uh, Capernaum became his home. And uh, that's where you have uh, Peter is from Capernaum, Andrew, James, and John. And believe it or not, uh, Matthew is from Capernaum too. Mm-hmm. So and Matthew was the disciple that was the tax collector. Mm-hmm. So Capernaum has a lot going on. And lastly, uh, it was one of the three cities where Jesus cursed for lack of faith. And um, the reason why he cursed these cities is because this is where he did his most miracles, where people were healed. And um, he did raising them up. He just did everything for them. And Capernaum would be one. Bethesda would be another one. And Chorazin would be another and you see him cursing these cities in Matthew eleven twenty. So if we have time to go to that, then we will. And it's also known as the evangelical triangle because of all this that was done. Yes. And also where I got uh, baptized in the Jordan, yes. yardinit, uh that's that area too. It's everything was close, Mom. I was like yeah. when I started looking at this and close. mapping this out, I said, Wow, Very look how close, close everything was. Yes. So we started off with verse 13. Now we've kept them in suspense long enough. We've given them some history, given them some, you know, better understanding. So when they hear the scriptures, they will be able to really, really open up and eternalize this. Mm -hmm. So, Mother, would you please go to Matthew 14, and I want you to start at verse 1, and then we're going to go to verse 13. We'll pause, and then we're going to see the miraculous. Again, we're talking about turning your grief into ministry. So, Mother, uh, will you bless us?
1: Uh, Yes, I'd be glad to. I'm going to read, of course, uh, the King James New Version. And I'm going to start at chapter 14 and verse 1, which says, At that time Herod, the tetrarch, heard the report about Jesus. Verse 2 and said to his servants, This is John the Baptist. He is risen from the dead, and therefore these powers are at work in him. Verse 3. For Herod had laid hold of John and bound him, and put him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. Verse 4. Because John had said to him, It is not lawful for you to have her, verse 5. And although he wanted to put him to death, he feared the multitude because they counted him as a prophet.
0: Now, I want to stop you right there. Now, a king could pretty much do anything. Yes. But John the Baptist was of another kingdom. He was of the kingdom of God. Right. And he was so concerned about Herod's soul, mother, that he did not want King Herod, who is a Jew, To have a relationship with his brother Philip's wife. Mm -hmm. Because that's adultery, Mother. That's adultery. And we know in the Ten Commandments that it clearly says that Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to covet another man's wife. Not at all. So the thing is, is that that's what he means when he said it's not lawful. Mm -hmm. He wanted him to have a relationship, Mother, Mm -hmm. after death. He wanted him to have life With God, Mm -hmm. with Jesus. He was concerned about his salvation.
1: Mm -hmm. His salvation,
0: yes. And if Herod would have repented, Mother, then this is what it's about. And that's why Jesus cursed those three cities. Because they didn't repent when Mm -hmm. Jesus healed them and, and forgave them.
2: Yes.
0: Repentance is the most powerful thing that you could do, Mother. Yes. Because it shows that you really appreciate salvation. You Mm -hmm. really appreciate this opportunity that God has given you to get in right standing. Mm -hmm. Because when you're separated from him, because of lack of repentance, you'll be eternally separated. And we don't want that for anyone, do we, Mother? Not at all. So I just wanted to stop you and explain to why John was really concerned for his soul. Okay,
1: then we'll pick up at chapter 14, verse 6. But when Herod's birthday was celebrated, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod. Verse 7, therefore he promised with an oath to give her whatever she might ask. Verse 8, so she, having been prompted by her mother, said, Give me... John the Baptist's head, here on a platter.
0: Now, I want to stop you right there. Herodotus' daughter mother was basically a teenager. She did not get into the fact that her mother's soul was going to be eternally damned. She was a child. So, the mother did not like the rebuke. And it's the correction in love that John the Baptist was giving Herod. Mm -hmm. This was an opportunity. She was another man's wife after all. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, look at the example she's setting for this child. Mm -hmm. So we have to be very, very careful how we live our lives because children are watching us. Everything we do. And everything we don't do, correct? Right. So there would be commission or omission. Yeah. It's very important that you know we correct things mm-hmm. because our children can go on and do the same thing we do, if not worse.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's important here. Mm-hmm. So it says the key word here, mother, was that she was prompted. Yes. By her mother. By her mother. And we have to be careful as parents and leaders and as servants. Who we're prompting to do our bidding mm-hmm. because we would be held accountable for that yes the child might have asked for something but the child didn't know to ask for that no so that she is was something prompted that by her mother we have to be careful yes it's not innocent no it is not so keep going please mom
1: first chapter 14 verse 9 we will resume. And the king was sorry. Nevertheless, because of the oaths and because of those who sat with him, he commanded it to be given to her. Verse 10. So he sent and had John beheaded in prison. Verse 11. And his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl. And she brought it to her mother. Verse
0: 12. So let's stop right there. Mother pride. Now. that's all it was was pride mm-hmm. can a king not be corrected
1: yeah. everybody can be corrected
0: and were these people that important that the king couldn't set the example and saying you know what whether I agree with John or not John speaks the word of God gods he speaks what is true yes. now whether I choose to follow it or not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a different story that's true So the thing is, is that you gave an oath based on a lie. And how long do we have to follow the lie? How long do we have to keep the lie? Mm -hmm. He had time, mother, to repent. Yes, he did. Like David. See, David, when the prophet approached him Mm -hmm. and told him that he was that man, and the parable he was giving him, Mm -hmm. David said, I know. He understood and said, you know, that basically he sinned against God and God only. But he knew that he was the one Mm -hmm. that was responsible for Uriah being killed, which was Bathsheba's husband. And Bathsheba was not his wife, who he impregnated. Mm -hmm. And ended up having the child being taken by the Lord. But God blessed Bathsheba and gave her another child, which is known as Solomon. Mm -hmm. Now, David had to deal with... The choices that he made. Mm -hmm. And so God told him the sword would never leave his house. But God gave him the grace and mercy to endure it. And God still allowed him to be the king. Because Mm -hmm. he was still God's chosen. Mm -hmm. Because he was a worshiper. See, this is the difference between a King Herod and a King David. Mm -hmm. Big difference. It's repentance, mother. Mm -hmm. That's what separates difference. a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Is that we will not turn from that thing that mm-hmm. caused us to be separated from God in the first place. Because when we sin, we sin against Him.
1: Mm-hmm. That and we, we do. End,
0: and we end up hurting ourselves and others. Yes. Yes. So here we have John the Baptist, whose head has been placed on a platter. Yes. And now you're going to pick up again in Verse, verse 12. 12.
1: Verse 12, then his disciples came and took away the body and buried it and went and told Jesus.
0: Now we see why verse 13 makes all the sense in the world. First verse we read. Right. So the disciples came and they took away the body and buried it and and went and told Jesus. Now you sure they didn't leave out any details? I'm sure Mm -hmm. they told Jesus everything and Mm -hmm. it's not like he didn't know.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. is because he knew what he had to do at the work of the cross. And why. And John was not only his servant, but John was his cousin. Mm -hmm. John was his friend. Mm -hmm. John had come to fulfill the prophecy because he's announcing. Yes. So it has got to be a grief... That we can't even begin to imagine. But a grief. Mm -hmm. And now we see the human response. Mm -hmm. That Jesus gave. Now would you read verse 13 for us please?
1: Again I will read verse 13. Which says. When Jesus heard it. He departed from there by boat. To a deserted place by himself. But when the multitudes heard it. They followed him on foot from the cities.
0: All right. So now we're right there. Now the miraculous is about to happen, Mother. The supernatural is about to take hold. It's turning your grief into ministry. We're going to see this over and over again now that we've read the first 14 verses of Matthew chapter 14. Now you have a great opportunity, men and women of God, to turn your grief into ministry. Death happens. Death happens. Sometimes we're prepared for it, and sometimes it's unannounced. Sometimes we know that a relationship is pulling apart, and sometimes we just get it that, hey, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you'll find that, and your whole life is turned upside down. Mm-hmm. Because you can grieve in relationships, Mother, just like you can grieve in death. Mm-hmm. You can grieve in uh a part of a service that you might have been connected with a certain body and then things are being done that you don't agree with because they don't line up with Scripture. And you find that you spent a lot of time in a place and it wasn't what you thought it was. Mm -hmm. Or the leaders were not following as they should. Mother, grief happens in all types of ways. Yes, it does. So the thing is, is that I'm just giving a couple examples. Mm -hmm. But in this particular context, we're dealing with a death, a tragic Mm -hmm. death, a horrendous death, a murder of innocent blood. Yes. So let's continue. Okay. You'll be in verse 14.
1: Verse 14. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude. And he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick.
0: Look at that, Mom.
1: He went to work.
0: He went alone. He he went alone by himself. Yes. A deserted place Mm -hmm. to grieve to what has happened to John and to understand the real call on his life. Mm -hmm. And then when the people heard it, Mother... They started following him. Because they got the news what happened to John the Baptist too. John was a prophet. John was baptizing. Yes. John was in the wilderness. Yes. Surviving on locusts and honey. So he was doing the work, Mom. Oh, he was doing the work and preparing. Right. For Jesus Christ to come. Right. So John was righteous. They knew who John was. Mm-hmm. And some even thought that Jesus was John the Baptist. He He even asked the disciples, who do they say you are? They say you're John the Baptist. So, Mm -hmm. and Jesus has said that there's no other finer man that ever lived than John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. Wow, what a testament for somebody to say that about you. You can really understand how much Jesus was in grief if he made that statement. He made Mm -hmm. no other statement like that about any other man besides John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. But, Mother, when he saw the people, he was filled with compassion. Yes. And what did he do, Mom? He healed Healed the sick. sick. If they were physically sick, spiritually Mm -hmm. sick, Mother, he healed. That's what his grief did. It moved him into ministry. To minister Mm -hmm. means to serve, Mother. Mm -hmm. He said, oh, he took it to another level. Yes, he did. Can you imagine?
2: Yes,
1: you did.
0: We ought to get excited about that. And what have Mm -hmm. we been doing, Mother, when we've been getting the phone calls? We've been going into action. We've been praying. Mm -hmm. We've been contacting family members. Other family members. We have been sharing, Mm -hmm. you know, our hurt Mm -hmm. and our grief with others and have decided that, you know what, we have things that we have to do. After we leave here, we have more ministry to do, Mother.
1: Yes, we do. We Lord. are
0: committed. We yes. are going to acknowledge those that have gone to be with the Lord, but it's their mm-hmm. time. Because mm-hmm. every man or woman has their appointed time. They won't yes. be late. No. So that's God's business. Mm-hmm. He can call us home at any time that He wants to. Anytime. He does not need our permission. No. And we're supposed to give the proper response in season, mm-hmm. out of season, whether we got foreknowledge or we just found out. Mm -hmm. The response is supposed to be the same. And Mm -hmm. Jesus is leading by example, Mother. So he is healing the sick. Let's read on, Mother. Let's see what else he's doing. Verse 15.
1: Okay, I'll resume at verse 15. When it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, This is a deserted place, and the hour is already late, Send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. Now let's look at
0: this, mother. It's late, it's deserted. Yes. The disciples are tired, obviously. Yes. (laughs) It said it's a deserted place. So Mm -hmm. they're thinking about their shelter. Hey, we gotta lay down, we gotta find some food. Mm -hmm. And we need to dismiss these people so we can take care of our business. We've been serving all day, basically. Mm -hmm. That's a human response, right? And they probably were tired. Right. I've done my shift. Yeah. I've done a few shifts. That's right. I've worked mm-hmm. a couple of sermons today. Yes. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. The human response. Right. So, now, that's the human response. Let's see the supernatural response. Will you keep reading? Chapter 16. I mean, that would be verse 16, correct?
1: Uh, I'm sorry. Chapter 14. was Show 14. Chapter 14. But verse 16. But Jesus said to them.
0: So that's the red letter coming out, This is the red
1: letters coming out. This is Jesus speaking. Mm -hmm. They do not need to go away. You give them something to
0: eat. Wow. Look at the supernatural, Mom. He says they do not need to go away. You need. You give them something to eat. Amen? he did. Wow. They do not need to go away. Mm -hmm. You give them something to eat. That's a command, isn't it, Mom? That is a command. All right. Verse
1: 17. And they said to him, We have here
0: only five loaves and two fish. Well, they had a math problem, Mom. That they did. So it said multitudes. Yes. So we know that multitudes were tens of thousands of people, correct? Yes, right. So uh, we know that. It was a lot of people. Thousands. Thousands, right? Yes. And they were like, oh, boy, we got a situation here. Now, Mm -hmm. what were they working with again, Mom? Five loaves and two fish. Okay. Now, I understand these fish are small. Now, you and I have been to the Sea of Galilee. Yes, we have. So it's actually a form of a... uh, is that fish called mom a tilapia yeah tilapia. a peter fish is a tilapia, tilapia. so if we, you we so had so it so if you see the peter fish the tilapia is not that big of a fish right no no and that's the fish that's native to that sea mm-hmm. so it wasn't a big fish and the bread not wasn't that big no now we have a caller so we're going to take the call and we're going to get okay. back to the scriptures amen yes. amen hello you're unsaved lost at all costs and god bless you hey shalom it's sister nina and sister um Man, I just want to call and say you guys are doing a wonderful job, and my prayers are with you guys, and I pray for you guys every day. Oh, thank you, and, Sister um, Dorothy. You know we love you. We appreciate thank you, you thank so you much. Sister Dorothy. And my mom does give you her greetings, and I want to wish you guys a wonderful Merry Christmas in regards because Messiah was born, and uh, that's our hope. So and give, give Mother Anne our love, too, yeah, and tell her thank, thank her for her greeting, and we appreciate all your prayers and your love. Always. Thank you guys very much. And keep up the good work because, you know, he's with us. I know he is. We yes, receive it. Us. Thank you. And we love you. you. I love you guys, too. All right. Yes, Sister right. Dorothy. Bye. Right. Bye-bye. So faithful, Mother, and a wonderful friend to yes, us. she's always faithful. And we love her. Yes. Thank you.
1: Yes. She's
0: faithful. Yes, she is. So, we are down to a math problem, Mother, right? And you've already told us that there are five loaves and two fish. So, let's go to verse 18, please.
1: Okay. Verse 18, he said, and here are the red letters again. This is Jesus
0: speaking. Bring them here to me. So, that would be the loaves of bread and the two fish, right? That's right. The three
1: loaves of bread and the two fish. That would be
0: five loaves, right? And two fish.
1: Bring them here to me. Okay. Verse 19. Then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples. And the disciples gave it to the multitudes. Verse 20. So they all ate and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of the fragments that remained, verse 21. Now, those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. All right.
0: So, it's 5,000 men, but there's probably even thousands women and children. Right. Amen? Amen. So, that's a lot, a lot of people. That's a lot, a lot now, of people. Now, while they're still doing ministry, Yes. Because now we have the feeding. Yes. And they were so concerned about John the Baptist. And they knew that it hurt Jesus. Mm -hmm. And they were just following him to let him know, we're with you. Yes. And he turned his grief into compassion Mm -hmm. and started healing. And Mm -hmm. then, not only did he heal, Mm -hmm. it was late, it was... In a deserted place. And he still said. We still have more ministry in us. Yes. And now we need to feed them. Mm -hmm. Mother. Turning grief into ministry. Mm -hmm. And ministry means to serve. Amen. Yes. Yes. That's what it means to minister. To serve. Mm -hmm. So let's keep going. Okay. We're now at verse 22. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go
0: before him to the other side. So they're leaving one side of Galilee, the Sea of Galilee, or Genesaret, or the Lake of Tiberias, and now he's telling them to go to the other side. And
1: while he sent the multitudes away, verse 23, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up. On the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. Verse 24. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by waves, for the wind was contrary. Verse 26. Now, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. Verse 26, And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a ghost! And they cried out for fear. Verse 27, But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, This is Jesus speaking. The red letters are here. Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. Verse 28, And Peter answered to him, saying, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Verse 29. Now, let's
0: stop right there. So, Jesus is still doing ministry, correct? Still. still. Because he realizes that they need him. Because their spirit is disturbed because of the weather. There's a storm. Yes. It's night. It's dark. You and Mm -hmm. I have been there. It gets black out there. Black, dark. So we already know that it's 700 feet where the lake is Mm -hmm. below sea level. And we know the lake is deep within itself. So you can imagine. And these are seasoned fishermen, Mother.
1: Yes, I know. So
0: it's not like they don't know about a boat and know about water. But you can be very seasoned and very technically proficient in something and still be very distracted and overcome and overwhelmed. And afraid. Right. So now Jesus is still ministering. Now he's ministering to them. And Peter Mm -hmm. says, if it's you, because they're saying it's a ghost.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: but Jesus said, no, it's me. Yes. So he they, they have understood that it's him and Jesus is there, but Peter's quite not sure. He needs confirmation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where are we now, Mother? Verse 29. Mm-hmm. So he said,
1: this is Jesus speaking, red letters,
2: mm-hmm.
1: come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat and walked on the water to go to Jesus. Verse 30. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. Verse 31.
0: But God, excuse me, the Lord Jesus Christ had commanded them in verse 21 and told them to be of good cheer. Yes. He said, it is I, do not be afraid. Told them to be of good cheer, gave them a command, mm-hmm. and now we still have this.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <gasps> right.
1: Yes, Lord save me, he says.
0: So if he's saying that, he believes he's going to die, Mother. I, I, it it I went. Think it so. went from fear to now. I believe I'm going to die. I I'm think going so. to perish. Yes, and yes. that's a gripping fear.
1: But yes, that is one of the worst. Verse 31, And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, This is the red letter printing. This is Jesus speaking. O you of little faith, why did you doubt? Verse 32, And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Verse 33, Then those who went in the boat came and And worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. Verse 34, when they had crossed over, and they came to the land of Genesaret. Verse 35, and when the men of that place recognized him, they sent out unto all the surrounding region, brought to him all who were sick, 36 and begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment and as many as touched it were made perfectly well wow. now
0: how much ministry was that
1: that's awesome
0: it's it's one of the supernatural
1: the most, as you said
0: it's one of the most pivotal yes. moments in scripture and this is turning your grief into ministry mm-hmm. Yes, mother, some of our greatest pains, some of our greatest losses, some of our greatest defeats have brought us from our knees to our feet, mm-hmm. and we go back out to that battlefield mm-hmm. and we are looking for souls. yes we are That's trying right. to help those. Mm-hmm. In the strategic areas that God has sent us. Yes. And that is the beautiful thing is that you have a great opportunity in a season called now to minister right out of your grief. And reach out and to help others and allow that compassion that is still existing in you mm-hmm. to come out, to strengthen you, to give you the tools Because you'll be able to see what others need. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing that, you don't have time to focus on your grief. Now, there's a time to grieve, Mother. The book of Ecclesiastes says that. There's a time for everything.
1: Everything. Now, Jesus cried.
0: And Jesus grieved. Mm -hmm. But look what he did with it. He -hmm. did not let it overtake him it empowered him yes. it fueled him yes mm-hmm. and mother this looks like a marathon of ministry <laughs> yes i would say so just every opportunity bam 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 yes, yes. and I mean my thing is is that i feel like it's all it's still going on even though it's 34 verses because yes. we had to set that up Mm -hmm. With the first 12 verses, and then 13, we see something start happening. So from 13 to 34, Mm -hmm. it's the supernatural kicking in. That's right. It's a human experience. Mm -hmm. It's a human response. But it feels a supernatural need. Yes. And this that he did has everlasting consequences Mm -hmm. and dividends Mm -hmm. because he knew. That people really needed it. That they were coming so close to him. Yes. In his hour. Mm -hmm. When he needed to be and go away with God. It's amazing mom. Yes. Just amazing. Mm -hmm. So let's look at this in Matthew 11. And let's go to verse 20. Because I told you that there were three cities that he cursed. And verse what? We're going to start at verse 20. Okay. So, let me get there with you. All right.
1: All right. Matthew chapter 11, Mm -hmm. verse 20. Mm -hmm. Then he began to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done, because they did not repent. Verse 21. This is Jesus speaking in the red letters.
0: Now, that that city is called Chorazin. Chorazin. Okay. All right.
1: Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. Bethesda. Bethesda. Mm -hmm. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. Verse 22. But I say to you, it will be more tolerant, tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. Verse 23. And you, Capernaum, you are exalted to heaven and be brought down to Hades, for if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Saddam, it would, would have...
0: That would be Sodom, like Sodom and
1: Gomorrah. And done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I say to you that it shall, shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you.
0: What a powerful statement, Mother, because powerful. Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. Yeah. Powerful. And he's basically saying if he would have done those acts of healing mm-hmm. and miracles on those people, that they would have repented.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Jesus moved to Capernaum. Remember, I told you? Yes. This is where he started his yes, ministry. You told me that. So, mm-hmm. all these places are around uh, the Sea of Galilee. Yes. Or like I said, the Sea of called Tiberias or mm-hmm. the Sea of Genesaret. It's the mm-hmm. same place. We have mm-hmm. a caller. Hello, you're on Save the loss at All Costs, and God bless you. Hey, Sister Janice, and I just want to call in and say thank you for the sermon. Thank you for your prayer Thursday night,
2: because that, that wisdom that you gave with so much strength and
1: power in it, it is like redemption being redeemed. But uh, I thank you for your prayers, and... Um, Tell your mother I love her and I thank her for being a part today of sharing and praying for you guys.
0: Well, thank you. We appreciate that, Sister Janice. And we appreciate you sharing, you know, um, what had happened in your life. And we're all sisters and brothers of the Lord Jesus Christ and we have to hold each other up. That's what the Word of God commands us to do. So I appreciate your transparency and your trust in the God in us. So thank you. And thank you for your comfort and your words of strength. We really appreciate it.
2: Okay, God bless you. All right, God God bless bless you you. more. Thank you. you. Amen.
0: Well, Mother, were you blessed today by our study?
1: Very much so, Nina. I thought it was just um, wonderful to be able to participate on this Christmas Eve to your listening audience and to your um, audience who are streaming. Amen. And your audience who are just... um, the us in the regular radios, right?
0: Amen. Well, yeah. you know, Mother, I, I'd like to say this in honor of my grandmother, Samantha Rowan Cunningham. Uh, she lost a child who was brutally murdered. Uh, how old was Uncle Oliver? Six years old. He was six years old, and he was shot to death by one of his friends who was playing at a gas station. And they brought him home, and he died at home. And my grandmother was pregnant with my Uncle Steve, and that just took her ministry to a whole nother level. Oh, my grandmother was the ultimate servant, and she had received a devastating blow. No one should ever see a six-year-old child shot and die basically in the arms. But you know what? My grandmother... I delivered my Uncle Steve shortly thereafter and became, she was already a servant, but Mother, it just took her to a whole nother level. So yeah. please consider turning your grief into ministry. It would be such a blessing to so many people. We are so thankful for the opportunity to be turning our grief today into ministry. And as we say here on Save the Lost at All Costs, we love you and come back next week. And God bless. Very own Christian talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website,
2: www.kkvv.com.